How about a two-for-one science pun on this Monday pun day? See if you can catch them both. Two atoms are walking down the street when one stops suddenly and exclaims, Whoa! The other asks, What? I just lost an electron. Man, I gotta keep an eye on them. The other asks, Are you sure? And the first replies, I'm positive. helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. Yeah, maybe I need to workshop that one a little bit. But thanks for joining us as we try to offer a little bit of help and a little bit of hope in your spiritual journey today. My name is Patrick Conley. Well, as you probably know, multiple studies have shown that people pray. Not just Catholics, of course, but Christians of all traditions and adherents of other religions as well. Interestingly, the Pew Research Center reports that even a small but notable percentage of atheists have some sort of practice akin to prayer that they engage in. One of their earlier studies found that 6% of atheists have a practice akin to prayer that they engage in every day, and 11% pray at least monthly, though those numbers have since declined. There are, of course, all sorts of things that we ask God to provide for us when we pray. As you may know, St. Monica, whose memorial was yesterday, prayed for decades for the conversion of her son, Augustine, whose memorial is today. But prior to her prayers being answered, it may well have seemed to her that God repeatedly said no. And that's a bit baffling, isn't it? I mean, how could God say no to such a request? As true as it was for St. Monica, it's true for all of us. I'm sure you've prayed for things that appear right in the center of God's will, like the conversion of a loved one, but God seems to say no. How do you handle that? How do you keep it from eroding your faith? Our topic today on the show is When God Says No. Providing us with some spiritual insight as our director today is Father Mike Martin. Father Mike is a conventual Franciscan priest and is the pastor of St. Philip Panizzi in Jonesboro, Georgia. Welcome back, Father Mike. Good to be with you. Patrick, great to be with you. But uh, really, you do have to do more than workshop those uh, those introductory comments. <laughs> And that intro needs needs a lot needs a lot of work. You're usually pretty good. I usually enjoy those, but today just uh, really yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. Fair God enough. said no. God said no when you, God when you prayed no. for, for insight. <laughs> you know, I the the more complaining you do, Father, of course, the more feathers I place in my cap. You, you do know it, that, right? I guess. <laughs> All right, very good, very good. Well, I'm very intrigued about today's conversation. We like to revisit this one time and again because we so often are in this position where we seem to be praying and and entreating the Lord for something that seems so right and so good and so much in God's will, and yet He seems at least, to be saying no. But before we really get into that and and how God answers our prayers, maybe we might start out just by discussing what prayer is. Um, what? How would you define prayer, Father? Uh, yeah, great question. And um, what what strikes me is that um, the the catechism uh, um, puts an entire uh, an entire section of uh, the catechism about prayer and trying to define that. So um, I, 
I, before I go giving some uh, definition that uh, really may not uh, may not meet the mark, um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell our listeners, you know, go read the last section of the of the catechism, and there's great stuff there. Sure. For me, for me, um, it's it's my experience and time with the Lord, and and I I don't want to um, to make it anything um, complex or heroic, or it's just my time spent in, in God's presence and being aware of that presence of God um, in some way. You know, the, um, it's interesting, um, the, the catechism uh, uses, a, you know, the definition, I think, from um, St. John uh, Damascene uh, says, Prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God or the requesting of good things from God, as well as a number of other uh, definitions like uh, St. Therese and the like. And, uh, but I, I think the beauty of our relationship with God is the uniqueness of it. And um, much the same way in poetry, there's, there's so much beauty in being able to express the human experience so differently. So, too, prayer has all of the beauty of that diversity uh, of expression. And um, I just encourage all of our listeners to uh, play for the long haul in the life of prayer, you know, and, and allow it to be this unfolding of a relationship uh, that God wants to do in our lives. I really like that, the unfolding of a relationship. And that's that is uh, really at the central point, I think, that we need to keep reminding ourselves as we're entering into repeated conversations with our Lord, and, and specifically as we're asking Him for these good things, right? That it is, it's a relationship. It's not, uh, He's not, as has been said on this program before, He's not like a spiritual vending machine where we just right. plug in the right prayers and get out what we want, um, and then are able to walk away from that vending machine, but it's about the relationship. Well, what, right. what maybe... Yeah, go ahead, Father. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I the our parishioners here are probably tired of hearing me talking about you know getting out of this transactional mindset, you know right. that is so much a part of our culture, and um, and I, I think that that we have to really uh, challenge ourselves to say why am I spending this time with the Lord? Um, is it you know in true love? Is it do I am I certainly just basking in the the goodness of God's God's love of me and wanting to reflect that back or drive another alternative agenda here, you know, and um, when it, when it gets too transactional, as much as God wants us to ask for things and do it, you know, absolutely ask for things. Um, But that's not the nature of that time spent. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, again, another great reminder to carry with us into prayer. Nonetheless, um, it is very well attested to in Scripture from Old to New Testament um, numerous times that uh, we are told that God does hear our prayers, and indeed He answers our prayers. So maybe just give us an outline of in what ways does God answer our prayers, Father? Yeah, I mean, I I just challenge anyone from the, for the simplest thing of, um, you know, can you, ha- have you had an experience 
where you've seen something that you've been praying about, something that you've been thinking about, something that you've been turning to the Lord uh, over and over with, and you've seen God's response. Or sometimes for me, you know, I, I'm struggling with an issue or something that's going on maybe here at the parish or what have you, and, and I just don't, and, and I, I, I'll, I will absolutely say to Lord, to the Lord, Lord, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Or I, am I doing the right thing here, God? What am I, what am I doing? Only to have like an email show up and someone in that moment, I mean, almost instantaneously, you know, give some insight into something that, you know, on this particular issue, I am convinced, you know, God is working in answering my prayer uh, in, in that moment in a way that, I could have never hoped for, or, you know, how many times have I preached? Uh, and my simple prayer is, Lord, what, what do you want to say to your people? And as much as I, I wonder whether or not whatever I've preached has made a difference and, and have someone come up to me after mass and say, Father, I so needed to hear what, uh, what you said today. And, Man, that's to me. That's a prayer answered, and so those are just nominal examples from my own life yeah. of how God answers prayers. There are so many other ways in which you know. Just take a look at the history of salvation. How God has been hearing the cry of His people since the fall, and how He has been engaging with his people since the fall and even into this time of the Holy Spirit that we're in now where God is hearing our cry as sinners and is responding in the ways in which, you know, he, he brings about his grace and makes it manifest in our lives. Mm -hmm. That's a lot more of a macro image of how God answers prayers. But I, I think we should always be looking for, uh, for both of those, aside from the, oh, we really need some rain. We haven't had a lot of rain, and we've been praying for rain, and and finally the rain comes. You know, it 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 it, it can be that that specific as well as a little bit more um, awesome in the greater scheme of things. Yeah, I appreciate that you're you're making that distinction. Uh, it, more of a continuum, I suppose, between the macro right. way in which God is historically answering and has answered and continues to. I mean, he's the master weaver, right, who's putting together this fantastic tapestry of salvation history, which we have only this tiniest little you know, view of maybe one stitch in all, in all of it. And, uh, and yet, but we are, as uh, beloved children of God, even though we are very limited in time and space, um, we have this relationship, and we do have personal needs that crop up, and certainly we are encouraged by Scripture to keep asking. Right? We're not we're not dissuaded right. from engaging the Lord and asking about the things that are on our hearts and minds. I I I think the tougher thing to define is not so much you know what is prayer, but what what is an answer? Yeah, does that make sense? You know, yeah. like. What, what what does it mean for God to answer? So often we expect an answer to be obvious and immediate. Yeah, 
you know, and <laughs> yeah. by that, by that criteria, man, we are missing God's, uh, God's answers in a lot of ways. Once we take off that, um, that lens from before our eyes and say his response, his answer doesn't have to be immediate, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, discernible. You know, that doesn't mean that just because I can't discern, it doesn't necessarily mean that God is an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's an excellent point. Our spiritual director today, Father Michael Martin, who is a conventional Franciscan priest and pastor of St. Philip Benici in Georgia, and we are talking about when God says no. If you have a specific time, maybe it's right now, that you feel that God is saying no to you, what were you asking? What are you asking of the Lord? And uh, maybe if it was a while back, maybe in hindsight, you can see why it was such a, why he said no, why there was a rich response that was a rich response for your own spiritual development. Give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-914-9149 is our number here on the Inner Life, 888-914-9149. Our email address, if you prefer to send us an email, is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, I'm curious, too, about uh, just speaking personally, if you don't mind sharing, do you have any particular examples of when it seemed like at least God was saying no to you, and uh, maybe you've seen how that has uh, has actually contributed to your spiritual well-being? Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm glad you asked the question, um, because I, uh, I think it's absolutely worthy of all of us to acknowledge these these spaces of our lives. I, I think one for me was, you know, an ongoing dynamic. Um, my dad who struggled with alcoholism and the prayers for his uh, well-being and for his sobriety. And that just seemed over and over again to be responded to with, with no, you know, that, that, that's not what's going to happen. And I, the, the helplessness of that experience, as well as the, and again, this is what, gosh, 25 years, 30 years ago. Um, but, you know, it, it, it stays with me to this day. Um, or, uh, you know, I've been on the phone with a, a former student of mine whose family I've known. I married him and his wife and uh, his sister just passed away at age 40 the other day, wow. two small children uh, from cancer and, um, you know, have been walking with uh, he and his mom and dad and uh, as they've been struggling with this reality in their lives and praying for healing. And, you know, the only answer, you know, there was, was no. And, and so, I mean, I, I gosh, you know, there's so much, of that re- that truth, that experience amongst the people of God, um, that, you know, it, it, it's no wonder yeah. that some people just say, I'm out. That's it. Yeah. God, you can't answer my prayer on such a, such a fundamentally important dynamic in my life. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we got to slow down a little bit in those moments. Thank you for that, Father. So it is so honest. And, and let's also, I mean, let's, I guess this goes without saying, but let's say it, let's make it obvious and explicit here is that oftentimes when we're praying for something like that, like uh, someone to be delivered from alcoholism for sobriety, for someone to be delivered from a terminal illness, that um, 
it can be exceedingly painful when it seems that God says no. I mean, let's just acknowledge that, shall we? Sure. And, and, and to understand that being told no is not necessarily some automatic reflection upon who we are and our worth. Mm. That, that that's a, a conclusion that too often we jump to, um, that obviously I'm not worthy. Obviously I've done something wrong. Obviously I have, didn't you know, say the right uh, series of prayers. Obviously you know, I'm being punished for past uh, sins of my life or whatever, whatever it might be. No, but God's no does not necessarily reflect some reality of ourselves um, nor, you know, for the person that we're, you know, maybe that we're praying for, um, there, there are greater things at work here that transcend our, our ability to understand. And I think we always have to, first of all, acknowledge it doesn't, his no doesn't necessarily say something about who we are and his no doesn't necessarily say something about who he is, you know, that, this is a God that doesn't listen. This is a God that doesn't care. This is a God who, um, you know, enjoys seeing the suffering of people when he could make a difference and he, and he chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that kind of God cannot be trusted, cannot be loved, cannot be worshipped. You know, so I just slow down on, the, on those dynamics as, as much as it kind of makes sense that we fall into either one of those camps. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to unpack more of that, but let's take a phone call. Linda is calling in from Missouri. Linda, thank you for calling into the inner life. Welcome. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What have you got for us? Was there a time when God seemed to say no to you? Well, no, not at all. Um, first off, I wanted to say just a little bitty uh uh, there was a cartoon in one of our uh, Sunday bulletins years ago, and he was talking about praying for rain. And uh, the cartoon was, you know, they they prayed for rain during Mass, and they left Mass. And little Johnny said to his mother, why was Mrs. Johnson praying for rain when she didn't have an umbrella? And I that's always stuck with me. I thought, you know, if you're praying for something, you better be prepared to accept it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my... Uh, um, my experience was uh, several years ago, I had a daughter-in-law and she was very narcissistic and she turned my son and my daughter against me, told all kinds of lies and they believed her. And uh, we'd always been very close and I didn't understand it, but I knew there was nothing I could do about it. So I prayed for it all the time. I mean, it was on my mind constantly. Friends and family said, you need to get a hold of them and make them talk to you. I said, I can't do that. But God can. It took three years, but I stayed in faith, and he made it happen, and we're as close as ever. Praise God. You know, I think, Linda, you you appreciated that um, what you could have interpreted as God's hard no was really a not yet or a give give it time. I'm, we're working on this. This is going to take some time. It's going to take some, um, some additional grace. And let's not forget that 
God always allows for the freedom of, of every human person. And so oftentimes some of the things that we pray for um, are inhibited by the free choice of other people. And God permits us to have that kind of freedom. And so God will not, um, will not step in and alter the freedom of, uh, of humanity. He will, you know, he always gives us that, that blessing. And, and I, I just, I commend you for uh, your, your dedication and your sticking with the Lord and realizing, okay, not in my time, but in yours. Mm, yeah, very, very centrally important as we're talking about when God says no. Linda, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. If you have a testimony about a time when you were, uh, yeah, you needed to persevere in prayer as Linda did in faith and hanging in there with God, even though you might not have seemed to have answered your prayers immediately, but you still have uh, good results to report. Or even if you're in the midst of a situation right now where it seems like God is saying no, and you've got questions about that for our spiritual director, Father Mike Martin, please feel free to call us and join the conversation. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. We're going to be back with more about When God Says No here on The Inner Life right after this. Stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs. And just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered. All right. Well, there's a good reminder from Garth Brooks for us. Thank you, Nick, our producer, for that. As we're talking about when God says no, or at least when he seems to be silent in our in answering our prayers, that's what we're talking about today. Here on The Inner Life, if you have a question about maybe some situation that you're currently facing where God seems to be silent or saying no, give us a call. Let us know what that is. 888-914-9149. Let's go now to Carla calling in from Joliet, Illinois. Carla, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be um, talking to everyone and God bless Relevant Radio. Oh my God, I I love you. Um, I'm calling because I've had many prayers answered in the most surprising ways. And at those times I've said, oh, God, it had to have been you. There's no other way it could have happened. It had to be you. And I've also had prayers that, well, you know, didn't go the way I, I thought it should go. And at times like that, I always say when I pray, thy will be done because God has the big picture. You know, we only have a teeny, teeny picture of what's going on in the world. God knows everything. And so he decides, based on what's good for everything, whether that prayer should be met or not. And, well, you know, there have been times in my life, and I've got medical conditions and things, and there have been times in my life where I told myself, he must have a purpose 
for what's going on. And I've, I, I got to tell you, I've found the most beautiful blessings in seeking the purpose for why the prayer wasn't answered it, it, when that happens. And if I could just give you this quick analogy, because this is the way I truly look at it. So when before I retired, I was a district administrator for a large school district. And many times the teachers would ask for things, right? They would ask for, you know, new tools or, or would, all kinds of things. And there were times when I was so happy to be able to just give them what they wanted. But because I had the big picture, there were times I had to say no. And, of course, they didn't like that very much. Everybody wants what they want. But I had that big picture. And I knew that if I did that, then some things couldn't happen or wouldn't happen or shouldn't happen. And so I just asked them to trust me that my decision was for the best. And, you know, so I, I, I think of that as the way God is, you know, thy will be done. He's got that big picture. And so we just have to say, yes, pray for things. Of course, pray for things, but then understand that there are reasons that God has for everything and, and accept that and trust that his plan is always the best. Carla, thanks so much for, uh, uh, first of all, for your witness of faith um, in uh, in God's providence and God's uh, working in your life, and um, obviously, you know, you you've got a, a really great approach that I think allows you to um, to be open to wherever God's going to to lead. I I do think though that we do need to be a little cautious um, when we start. Uh, talking about God's will, you know, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, a, a no answer to our prayers. That um, when when God says uh, no, that and and my, you know, my child dies of a horrible disease, it, it's not God's will that the, you know, that this person die of a a terrible disease. God doesn't want, want the word, does not will the evil that takes place in our world. And so um, I, I, and I think sometimes we, we can do a disservice to our, our, our folks who are on the margins of faith when we drape things in, well, that's God's will. Um, because I, I find it hard to imagine how God would, would will this to happen. Um, Bad things happen in life, and it's a broken world, and uh, and that God permits the uh, this brokenness um, out of out of love for us to allow us to be free to choose what's good and what's not. And sadly, too often, I choose bad things, and those bad things that I choose hurt other people even when they were praying not to be hurt. And it wasn't God's will that I do those things. So I think we have to be just a little attentive to, uh, or, or cautious when we, uh, when we use phrases like God's will, especially when we're talking about uh, no answers. Yeah, that's a great clarification too, Father. Carla, thank you for the call and thank you for the analogy. I appreciate that. And, and just, again, the big picture that we sometimes miss out on. And next up is Sally calling in from South Texas. Sally, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, my 
question or I guess my statement is this. I had an answer prayer for a child. I have a beautiful 15-month-old son, but I had also prayed to have a second child, and that might not be possible anymore. Um, unfortunately, after I had my first child, I had some complications and um, a really bad medical reaction. And I'm dealing with a lot of medical issues now when I was a perfectly healthy 32-year-old. So, I mean, I just, right now what you just said, Father, I think answered that when you said God doesn't will bad things to happen, you know, and sometimes the choices do affect. And maybe my child will be an only child, but I did pray for a second child. And if it's not his will, then I understand. Yeah, God bless you. I mean, first of all, congratulations on your on your child and uh, and continue to pray, you know, for the, you know, for your family and, and what you and your husband are open to and in, in having another child and um, allow, uh, allow God to work in whatever way God's going to. And, and, you know, if the scriptures are anything, they are a testament to, um, you know, answered prayers, especially when it seems impossible, you know, or when, uh, gosh, you know, because of some physical dynamic that's gone on that this person can't conceive and behold, you know, they they conceive. So I I, I think that uh, trusting that, uh, however, your openness is what what God is really um, stirring in the in your heart and the heart of your husband. And it's that openness, whether you have one t- child or ten children, is is the product of uh, of of this prayer. In, in many ways, that's one of the answers that God has given you: is that you and your husband, because of your prayer, you continue to remain open to bringing new life into the world. Mm. And that openness gets played out in lots of different ways in your life. Um, that makes it more than just being about you, you're open to new life. And so I just encourage you keep an open mind about, um, you know, where that might lead. Uh, but you're on the right path in the ways in which you're already open to new life. That's a, that's a great, great gift. Thank you, Sally. Thank you for the phone call. And Father, Sally's call, and actually uh, Linda's and Carla's call to just bring to mind uh, and I think you were starting to address this too. I think a lot of times when I find myself in a position where it doesn't seem like God is answering a particular prayer, I'm conflicted about whether do I persevere in this prayer? Do I keep going? Do I keep, you know, as, as you know, scripture, scripture instructs, persevere in prayer? Or at the same time, um, do I accept? And perhaps, I suppose, these are not, you know, do I accept that God may be saying, no, these are not necessarily mutually exclusive, but it's, I mean, just dealing with the kind of my own inner state when God doesn't seem to be answering a prayer uh, that I'm praying. That's a great question, Patrick. I think, um, you know, we tend to make things somewhat binary, you know, it either it is or it isn't, you know, and like, all right, let's, let's move on, you know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We we're talking about uh, people, you know, having children, and how many of us have friends that, you know, they, they, you know, they had this uh, surprise 
child later in life that they weren't really necessarily planning on, you know, that where they thought the question was answered and okay, I guess, I guess the question isn't answered, you know, so, and, 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 and so trying to, in some finite way, make, uh, force God into, um, you know, into one or the other, you know, what's it going to be? is is more a commentary on me and my need to be in control and to dictate how my life is going to play out rather than an openness to God that says, I will continue to pray in, and persevere in prayer while at the same time I accept the, the no of the moment. And those things, as you see, aren't mutually exclusive. So I can live in this um, healthy tension that says I continue to make my heart's needs known to the Lord. And at the same time, I accept uh, that in this moment, the answer is no. And, uh, and I, I trust that God knows my heart. And I'm sorry. No, that's right. You're still there. I'm here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, trusting trusting that God knows our hearts. And and I think that that's a it's a great response too because I don't think the Lord desires us to kind of go overlooking uh the places where our hearts are, right? I mean, I think we need to be honest before the Lord and say, "Lord, it just seems like this isn't being answered, but my heart is still deeply in it." So, right. Is it a good thing to maybe even turn to the Lord and ask him to, "Well, um can you work with me to change this this desire if it's if it's not what you want?" Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, any prayer, I think God listens and hears. And when you think that the prayer is simply a statement about where my heart is in this moment, you know, and so absolutely say, Lord, you know, I can move on if that's what I'm, you know, if that's what I'm needing to do. I, I, I think any ways in which we uh, pour out ourselves to God uh, in our questioning is that's a holy thing. Yeah, yeah, very good. Again, we're talking about when God says no uh, here in on the inner life today with our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, and he is leading us through this great discussion about when God seems to not be answering the prayers that we ask of Him, even uh, even if it is particularly in uh, seems to be within His will. So if you have a story about when God has said no to you, and maybe you have a story about how that has actually affected your spiritual life for the better, um, we love that testimony. Give us a call, 888-914-9149, or if you have a question about something that you're facing now, uh, and maybe where is the Lord in this, submit that to our spiritual director, Father Michael Martin, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take our next break, but we're coming back with more about When God Says No right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com quest.
Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and to Sarah Tafoya for taking our phone calls. We've gotten a number of them rolling in, which is great. If you have a specific time that you knew that God was saying no to you and what you were asking and have some uh, hindsight to offer on that, encourage others who may be hearing no right now, give us a call, 888-914-9149. Let's go back to the phones. Adriana is calling in from Los Angeles, California. Good morning, Adriana. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Patrick and Father. I am calling because I have two siblings who have uh, children, but the relationship didn't work out, and there's no co-parenting, no peace, no unity. And with one, uh, with my brother, we haven't seen my niece in forever. And right before the break, when Patrick said, "Do I keep praying or do I just stop?" That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I know it's God. I feel that God would want there to be peace and unity, even though they're not together anymore. And we would love to see my niece. It hurts us so much that we don't. And I just, sometimes I do feel a little defeated with my prayers. And I just, um, I don't know, should I keep praying? Yeah. You know, I, I think Adrian, first of all, I'm sorry for the, um, the challenge that you're experiencing in your, in your family. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the, the prayer can change over time where, whereas, you know, you may want to pray for uh, a change to this situation in your family. You can keep praying for that and, or, or you can pray for acceptance of this new reality in the life of, of your family, or you can pray for, uh, the well-being of your family members whom you haven't seen um, even beyond this rift, or you can, you know, continue to pray for ways in which um, you can give witness to the uh, to your family's unity even in the midst of this disunity. Like, what can you do in order to not to to bring this uh, bring an end to this rift, but rather to become the person God has created you to be such that you're, you're not a, a source of division in other ways in your family. You know, we always pray, um, you know, a lot of times for, for other people to change. And a lot of times it's we who have to have to be the ones uh, that need to change. And so I continue to, to pray for it, but also allow some other nuances to be a part of that prayer and, uh, and watch how God uses your prayer to change you. God uses your prayer to grace you in ways you hadn't even imagined. Yeah, that's a that's uh, that's really powerful. I think, Father, and that uh, a lot of times too, I can see that that that's uh, looking back on situations where God seems to have been saying no to me. I mean, it was certainly effectual in changing me. So, thank you for that advice, Adriana. Thank you for the call know that uh, we will be joining you in prayer for that as well and know that uh, you always can you can always submit your prayer requests uh, here to relevant radio specifically during the chaplet of divine mercy at 3 p.m. central as well as the family rosary across america at 7 p.m. central so join us for those as well let's go now to richard calling in from Saco, maine richard welcome to the inner life thanks for calling in yeah thank you for taking my call uh, my my prayer i'm praying for my niece to come back to the catholic church and for my her new husband to be converted to the Catholic faith. So I pray daily, every day, for the intercessory prayers that they come back to the faith. And I'll keep praying that until they do. Uh, 
so that's kind of a prayer that I am continuing to pray for them, uh, that they come back to the faith and that my her husband does come to the Catholic Church. So that's kind of an ongoing prayer request that I'm having right now that right now it's a no, but hopefully it's going to be a yes down the road. Yeah, thanks, Richard, for uh, for praying for them. I, I, I also encourage you to, um, to reflect a little bit upon, uh, okay, if, if this, you know, if there is a no that might not be on God's part, but might be on the part of, you know, this couple in your life, um, how, how is God, through your prayer, inviting you to see them uh, with the eyes of mercy, to see them with a gentleness and an, and a love that says um, that I don't judge God. God loves you, and Jesus is your savior, whether you accept Him or not. You know, and so I I think that sometimes our um, our persistence in prayer should not become a uh, a means by which we become so obsessed with maybe what should be rather than living God's graced moments in what is. And that's a fine, fine line because obviously what you're praying for is a good and holy thing, but Satan can transform anything in us from something good and holy into something less so. And so just be open to where that, um, where that fine line is. I like it. Thank you, Father, for that. Richard, thank you for that. Again, we will be we'll be praying for your family to come back to the faith. We'll join you in that prayer as well. If you have uh, something that you're praying for right now, God seems to be saying no. That's what we're talking about here on The Inner Life today. 888-914-9149 is our phone number if you'd like to get into the conversation. Let's go now to Joy calling in from Dallas, Texas. Joy, thank you for calling in. Hi, good morning. Morning. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was calling is because um, less than a year ago, unfortunately, I lost my husband to cancer. He was a minister, and he loved saving lives. And when I say saving lives, uh, leading people to Jesus and accepting him. And it's been a year um, later, and I'm still struggling. My son's still struggling, and I'm just trying to come peace with it. I know we're not here to live forever, but I wasn't ready for our love story to end. So I've been um, that as well as finance. You know, when a a loved one leaves, you miss another finance as well. So I've been praying for God to um, help me in that area as well. Thanks so much um, for, for sharing what I know is a painful reality on so many levels. And um, just know that God hears you and God appreciates the, the difficulty that you're going through on uh, whether it be just the emotional and uh, sense of loss, as well as some of the financial difficulties that have, that have come uh, as a result. Your willingness, that's what I heard at least, your willingness to, um, to accept is in many ways a prayer answered already that God has softened your heart to a place where even this difficult circumstance in which you find yourself has not turned you in some other direction, but rather you still see God as 
your Lord and the one who is the most important thing in your life. And you continue to pour out your heart to him. You continue to pour out your needs to him. And there's, in many ways, the prayer is being answered in that action of yours. And so what a witness that that you're giving to all of us um, as we pray for um, these bad things not to happen uh, and find ourselves when they do, you know, and, and it's interesting, uh, Patrick, how in many ways, um, our, many of our callers are, you know, we started out with our, our conversation being around when God says no. And in so many ways, it's so intimately intertwined with, um, what, you know, what, what do we do when bad things happen to us? You know, it, yeah. it, and so it's interesting how we we haven't really talked a whole lot about, there's one caller I think that, that alluded to this, but um, when God's no is for our own good. You right. know, like yeah. I, we, we can't, we can do good things out of the negative that happens to us. And that's what I hear so many of our callers today talking about. I lost this loved one and I'm still faithful and I'm still trying. That's the resurrection that Jesus is bringing about in the midst of our lives when something bad happens. But there's also this whole other dynamic of God says no sometimes um, for ways we can't understand that we need to hear the no and we need to follow the no, um, you know, and, and, and be willing to accept the no, not as something bad, but as something good. Yeah. I, I think that's a, um, that, that's an underexplored, dimension, I think, of this particular circumstance. So what does that mean, practically speaking, in the terms of our prayer life, in terms of our spiritual life, when we hear, as you're saying, how, how do we do that, Father? How do we hear the no? Well, I mean, I, I say, for example, um, I'm a, you know, a committed religious, and I find myself in love with a, a woman that um, maybe is also married, and, and I, I keep saying to the Lord, Lord, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I help me to understand this, or, you know, I, I can't imagine that this love is a bad thing. You know, how do I, where should I go with this? And, you know, at a, at a visceral level, you know, I can hear the Lord saying, no, you've, you've, you've made a commitment. She's made a commitment. You, you, you can't do this, you know, and so to allow the pain of hearing that no and accepting it and saying, I've got to, I've got to stop this relationship. It's not what God, it's not God's will. It's not a healthy thing for me or for this, this woman. And I've got to, you know, I've got to take steps here, you know, and, and so I think that that's a, just one example and maybe not necessarily a good one, but I think we have to, when we're, when we're pleading with God to give us some way in some instances to have our cake and eat it too, you know, to be able to say, no, you, you can't, you've made a commitment and, and you have to stick to that commitment. Trust me that in this commitment, there, there is a life giving grace um, and being willing to hear no uh, is essential to that. 
Yeah, and I I get that. And just in the last couple of minutes before we ask for your blessing here, Father, I think um, reflecting on Joy's question some, as, as well as an email that's coming from Ashley, I think a lot of times there's this sense of if it is a no, it can affect the way that we trust, the way that we interact with God. Because, again, if our hearts are still in that place of, it seem, why, why, why not this, you know, something good that happened? So how would you advise if people are in the midst of that, if they're really struggling, that to trust in God because, um, because this prayer wasn't answered or was answered with a no? Yeah, great, great question, Patrick. And I think it comes back to, you know, the issue or the reality of unconditional love. Do I want to love God unconditionally? Do I want to continue to grow in my journey with Jesus such that my whole heart says, Lord, I want to love you even when I get a no from you, even when I don't understand why you won't hear my prayer, even when um, I'm hurting as a result of what I I understand or misunderstand as your no. You know, that can I love unconditionally and say, um, I will give my heart to you, Lord, I will trust you. Saying that it, you know, it's difficult to trust is at the heart of what this relationship of faith in God is, you know, that we place our trust in a God we cannot see, and we place our trust and our love unconditionally, not demanding things in return for us to give our hearts over. And so the more that we look upon the cross, the more we see the perfect example of unconditional love um, when Jesus himself heard no from his father. And that, wow. I think, is a, is a great way for us to, to really be at peace in the know. Wow. Yeah, that's a great reminder right there that uh, if, if the Son of God can hear no from his Father, um, yeah, where are we there? Seeking out, right. yeah, seeking, you know, seeking to continue to act in trust, seeking out the God of consolation rather than the consolations of God, so to speak. And, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a tall and, order. <laughs> yeah. And that, that reflection on unconditional love, yeah. that's, Lord, that's what I want. That's, that's the only thing that's going to move the needle for me. Well, it's a great discussion, Father. Warrants more, so we will revisit this conversation uh, certainly again in the future. But thank you for being our spiritual director for this hour. May we have a blessing from you, Father, as we continue to strive to trust in the Lord. Certainly. Gracious God, we turn our hearts over to you and place our lives in your care, realizing that uh, your answer to our prayers uh, is your son Jesus that you sent to save us. Hear us as we cry out to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael Martin has been our spiritual director today on When God Says No. If you'd like to listen to any portion of the show again, you can always go to relevantradio.com slash innerlife and find it there. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to be talking about angels with our spiritual director, Father Patrick Hyde. Hope you can join us. Until then, grace and peace.